Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you will enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life. Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Hi, and welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. Today is a very big podcast for today. Today is our 20th podcast. My Woo-hoo. name is Jay, and I'm with my co-host, Lita Herman. Yay! Lita, can you believe this is 20, the big two zero? I can't believe it. I mean, 20 already? I'm so amazed. It's a lot of work, and I've been so glad to be sharing this information with everyone. And we continue to get some great feedback. Yeah, all over the world. You know, it's a lot of work, but it's a labor of love, because we're really loving doing this podcast and we're having a lot of fun and we're hearing from people all over the world. Yeah, we have um, quite a few Europeans, some Australians. A lot of Aussies, a lot of Canadians. Yes. We have a lot of Americans and, you know, we're just, just, just thrilled that everyone's digging it and we're, we're going to keep going with this. Yes. And sharing new thoughts. And, you know, also we're going to be incorporating some of the feedback into our, our future podcasts. Yeah. And we have gotten a couple of voice questions so we're going to do a show on that when we get a couple more and we're going to answer the questions so keep the questions coming and that's a uh, email us your voice message any question you want on the five elements alchemy anything anything that's inspiring to you and the emails are lita at inspired action podcast.com or jay at inspired action podcast.com you know we love the idea that inspired action is an ultimately a conversation between ourselves and each other. So at the end of the day, after you listen to this podcast, you need to have a conversation with yourself. It's about asking better questions of ourselves and sharing the things that we've been learning about being more of an authentic person, you know, more about living a fulfilling life. So if you have any thoughts you'd like to share, just that's how you do it. Yeah, like one of our um, inspired actioneers gave us a voice memo that we're going to address in a future podcast. It might be just a topic for a whole podcast, which is that there are different types of fire people. And she happens to know that she's one of these more rare types. Because don't give away too much. Though. Yeah. It was a really good question. Though, so, so, you know, we're going to talk about that. But so. let's get a few of those together. We actually yeah. have a couple. So we're going to go with that. But I'd love to keep explaining the different types of the five elements because yeah. it's like a layers and layers yep. and layers. Yep. There's two types of wood. There's two types of metal. There's two. So we, we didn't really even get down to that yeah, level yet. We won't yet. leave anyone out. We promise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So today we're putting aside the five elements and alchemy for a bit. Although today we're going to talk about the five elements uh, as well in a different context. But today is about different ways to meditate. Yes, I like to call it meditate, not medicate. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, we're going to start a little series of maybe like about three podcasts where we're going to talk about meditation and specifically for people who have trouble doing meditation. What's a big part of any self self cultivation routine. And many people want to meditate. They've been struggling with this their whole lives. And you know, we're going to hopefully take a little mystery out of what meditation is and what it means and give you a couple really cool meditations that are good for any level for beginner to intermediate to even advanced. Yes, I think I think even the advanced meditation people who have been doing something probably within one narrow um, sort of tradition, 
may really enjoy these next three podcasts because we're going to be talking about Tibetan. We're going to be talking yeah. about Taoist. I think some of the Buddhist. Tibetan stuff goes a little advanced too. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. And so I think it'll just, you know, for the beginners, it'll really help them with their struggles. And for the advanced, I think it'll just give you some new ideas. New tools in your yeah, meditation tool kit there. And yep. we're also going to talk about what kind of meditations would work best on your elemental type. So again, you're right. Yes. We're going to touch on the five elements yes, a little I'm bit. Yes, I'm really excited about that today. I put a lot of thought into what the different elemental types want in terms of a kind of meditation. Definitely. And I see that every day too. I have different people that I work with and some, you know, they just are completely convinced that they have runaway brains, monkey brain, they can never meditate, they can't sit still. And boy, we have some answers for that. Yes. So So let's start at the beginning. So what is and what is not meditation? Well, I was really excited to find a lot. I did a lot of research for this podcast. And one of the things that um, we look at in terms of Taoist meditation, and and I would say that this is a little bit uh, today is slanted more towards Taoist meditation. And it consists of four stages. So do you want to know what the four stages are? Sure. I mean, other than I think most people just think they sit down and, and they just close their eyes and wait for something to happen and that is not going to work right so you know some people can clear their minds and sit quietly but most of us have trouble with that yes so the first stage is relaxation so that you can get your body to kind of get out of the way all those little aches and pains the second stage is concentration that's working on the monkey mind then you get into meditation so you've done a lot before you're even meditating yep and you're going to love the last stage it's levitation. Ooh, looking to rise above, right? <laughs> rise above it all. So, I love that. Levitation is awesome. We're going to teach people how to levitate. Well, I, uh, I would right, like better to, not say yeah, that. Yeah, I'd okay. like to levitate myself first. But I always say that I'm to- I haven't had anyone levitate off my table yet, but I'm still pretty convinced it's going to yeah, happen someday. It might happen. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then the fifth one should be patience, Jay. Yes, definitely patience. <laughs> that would be number five. I think it's actually number one before yes. you realize. Yes, yes. All right. So let's, that's really funny. So let's start with relaxation. Yes. So when you relax the body, you are left with just your mind as the thing to focus on. So before we can try to quiet your mind, we first have to relax the body. And, you know, I think that's the part that usually goes kind of haywire when people think about the monkey mind or the freight train that won't stop or can't thinking about stop thinking about lunch or someone who cut you off in traffic or why the dog is barking and someone there who's coming over now that I remember to feed the dog. Now, why is the dog not barking? I have to go look. Boom, boom, boom. Guess what? You know, your meditation session is over if you can't control that first step. So instead of thinking I'm going right into the meditation, yes. going into the relaxation, that is a really place, good place to think about about that now think about okay before I can just get into that stage I need to relax it's almost like a warm-up to the meditation right it's premeditated meditation premeditated meditation (laughs) I love it I love that so you know we use that in in kung fu and tai chi you know you have a moment where you collect yourself it's like a body scan check to see where you are energetically And in some of our guided meditations, we actually start with a relaxation technique. So if you go back to pod eight, where we introduce our first meditation, we actually go through a relaxation technique. It's a little short, but I would like you to spend some time, if you're really new to meditation, spend some time, go back and listen to that. And we start at the top of the head and we work our way down, relaxing each individual part of the body. And you can do that slow. And over time, you can learn to speed it up. You know, 
I think that for me, I like to do it relatively quick now, but it does take time. And if you have that mindset now of, hey, this isn't my meditation, this is my pre-meditation, yes. I think it kind of gives you that yes, edge. Yes, yes, that might help. To be able to slow down. Yeah. you know, you're counting the clock. I only have 10 minutes and yeah. what, I'm going to spend five of it. You I know. know, so you can so. see what your body is feeling and what your body is saying to yourself that day. Yeah, and some people relax from the feet up to the head. If you've ever done anything like that before, I thought I would just mention that in Chinese medicine, when you go from the top down, it helps reduce heat. So people who are really cold inside or cold all the time, they might want to do the exact same thing, but starting from the feet and go up. But since most people have more heat in the body that they need to release, then I just always do top down, just in case. I like to go from top down, uh, you know, and relax. And sometimes, okay, so what do you do if you're, if you feel like you're rushing and you're, you don't, like you said that 10 minutes, if you, if I know I only have 10 minutes, how much time would I spend on the relaxation? If I do that meditation that we recorded, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of time. Well, before you move into concentration, which we're going to get to the site stage two, you need to learn how to relax quickly. So you're right. Number one should be patience. Yes. (laughs) Number one should be patience, especially for woods like Jay. Not just woods with water. Water, Yeah, there's a lot of impatient people out there. So I think before you decide you're going to meditate, just do the relaxation, quote unquote, meditations where you're going to go through each like start in the top of your head, then your eyes, then your nose, then your mouth, then your neck, Throat, then your chest, yep. then like each part of your body, you just relax. And you can learn to do, like I just said, quicker. So, yeah. uh, you know, you you can get that down to five minutes. Yes. You but can, take 20 minutes the first time. Yeah. Listen Let to the meditation. Let yourself go slow. Let your body feel what that feels like and begin to develop a practice. And don't rush that one. So, yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about how to set up that routine. Yeah. That, you know, the time management and your right. daily routine. If you, the best way to... To, you know, start your morning is, you know, if you need 15 minutes to meditate or 20 minutes and you don't have that time right now, you need to get up 15 or 20 minutes earlier mm-hmm. and, and find that time. If, you, yeah. if you're like, I have zero time. Well, you know what? Yeah. You have to go to bed earlier and you have to get up a little bit earlier, good, early and mm-hmm. early. So to get that time that you need. And you could practice the relaxation part at night, right before bed, because it will make you sleepy. That also ties in with the relaxing, letting go meditation of stage one. Right. And in the next podcast, our next one, we're going to have an interview with someone who's going to teach us a very good nighttime meditation. My favorite one for nighttime. After I do the letting go, which now I do relatively fast. um, Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about, we'll see. We don't want to give it away. away too much. Okay. (laughs) So, and... So we go, we start from the top and we go down there. So what do you want to feel as you're moving along? You want to feel like I love when it feels like the, like the organs in my body actually relax. Like when I do this for like, let's say I just do, do the you relaxation. Do you do it laying down or sitting up? I, if I'm practicing for my meditation, my sitting real up. meditation, I'm trying to do it sitting up yeah. because I want to do most of my meditation sitting up. It's not that you can't do a lying down or standing up meditation, but those are a little bit different yeah. and they have different purposes. So try which, to do this sitting up. Right. But if you have to in the beginning to lie down, go ahead. And but, at the end, I'm going to explain lying down, sitting, standing. Yeah. So let's So for this for part of this part, we want you to try to sit up. Yeah. Okay. And so when you get really good at this relaxation... Then you go into it almost, it takes a minute. Yeah, it's really, it really yeah. does, you know, in a it short amount up. of time you can get it. But, you know, it yeah. takes some practice, but it is worth it. It is completely worth it to get this pre 
early on pre-meditative meditation this relaxation part down so i think that if you've never heard of that before might be a new concept and it makes a big difference when we get to concentration which is the next stage yes so let's go to yes stage two so step two yes we also recommend that you start meditating in the same place every day that's part of setting up the routine and if possible then you can practice your relaxation meditation in that place and your body will get this cue every time you sit in the same position maybe light the same incense maybe have the same cushion and you practice this relaxation then makes it easier then your body just gets used to now's the time i relax and you can get into it a lot quicker and then you can move on to the meta you know go through concentration and yes and and just maybe one, hold off on the levitation. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> and one more note, some people like to meditate after they walk or run or ride a bike because that also is a way to relax your body if you're very jumpy and tight and just wound up. So um, that is something to think about for certain types of people. Well, yeah, I do I do think if you have a routine already now, like if you jump out of bed and you're out the door and walking the dog right away, that could be a meditative walk. That's true. That you could start to incorporate. Then, you know, if you're running or even riding a bike, I mean, however you do yeah. that, if you're doing that religiously yes. every day, it's part you of the routine. use part of your routine. So and you, Thich Nhat Hanh actually has a walking meditation that yeah. you could look at one of his books. We'll put that in the show notes because yeah. I like that one. It's very simple and yeah. it's really good. So you can start to use that part of your daily routine to maybe relax yeah. and get into the zone of what you're doing and then come back and do your meditation. And some people have the opposite where they yeah. get sleepy when they meditate and we should address that too because Yeah, that have I hear that a lot. And I you know when I first started was first starting out with meditating a long time ago, that is basically why I stopped doing it because I'd be like uh, I'm like falling asleep, but I was doing the meditation completely wrong. Yes. From a you know just a perspective of I just need to sit and empty my mind. Yes. Just didn't work. It didn't work. And uh, a couple more things about if you feel sleepy all the time, it's important that you sit without supporting your back, which is sometimes hard for people if they're sitting in a cross-legged position. So if you're, you're having difficulty with that, then try sitting in a chair. It's totally cool. You don't have to sit cross-legged. You could sit in, in a chair, but just sit on the front of the chair so your back is not touching the back of the chair. Have your feet flat on the floor. Yes, and then you you should do better with the sleepiness. If that doesn't work, maybe look at your diet because yeah. we, we've we been realizing now that we do a special diet where we eat um, a lot less uh, starch and carbohydrates no and grains sugar. and no sugar that... Yeah. Sometimes I used to be sleepy during meditation all the time. And now that I eat it, this different kind of diet, the keto diet, I don't get that sleepiness at all when I'm meditating. Yeah, me either. I haven't so. had it in a long time. And I, I'm sure that's part of it. You know, uh, yeah, I wake up clearer. I wake up more alert, yeah. ready to go. Um, okay, and we don't cool. really know why the alchemist decided to stop eating grains. Yeah, but I think that might be one of the reasons. Maybe they were falling asleep yeah. in their meditation. <laughs> they were falling asleep in their meditation. <laughs> we need to go keto. No. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So that's a good idea. And then, I, do you ever tell anyone to just go to sleep and take more sleep and then start again? Or yes, if you do get sleepy, no problem. Go to sleep. Yeah. Don't fight it. Don't fight it and try to force yourself to meditate. Take a little nap and try again. And then look at your life like we just said. Look at when are you going to bed? When are you turning off your phone? Are you getting up enough time? Are you eating a good diet? So eat, sleep, you know, meditate. But the rule is don't try to force yourself to stay awake to meditate. All right. Let's keep going through the stages. 
Okay, so the next one's concentration. So being able to concentrate that monkey mind. You know, uh, yeah, concentrate the mind, focus on the mind. Yeah, and there's four main ways of concentration. Breath, breathing. Visualization, my favorite. Projection, which I'm going to explain. And affirmations. So those are the four main ways. You know, concentration is the key. If you're able to concentrate without distractions from other thoughts or feelings, you're basically entering a state of meditation. Yes. As soon as you, yes, that is what meditation really is. You don't notice the things that are, that are the quote unquote distractions around you. Yeah. So concentration is important. So technically some people would say visualization is not really meditation because you're using your mind to distract yourself in a way with concentration. You don't say that again because that's really, really big. People really need to listen to that. So visualization is a, is a technique that helps you get into meditation, but it by itself is not meditation because you're using your own mind to distract yourself from the monkey mind so thoughts. So meditation is to be able to have no distractions while you're concentrating. Yes. Yes. Then, like you, then you've entered the meditation state. So that's why we use concentration. So then you can enter from concentration into so the meditation So you're not being state. bogged down by your own thoughts. Your body's relaxed. You're able, you give yourself the best chance to enter the state of meditation because you're concentrating. Exactly. But not really concentrating. Like Yes. And when you do this, you're actually unburdening yourself. You're letting go of your problems. And that's what eventually leads to the fourth stage. Yeah. Which is <laughs> levitation. levitation. <laughs> you know, you're actually lighter. Um, does that mean you're going to like lift off your pillow and hover around or be light as a feather? What does I, that mean? I mean, technically you could. Sure. I mean, that's, I think that the, um, like I said, the alchemists used to really fly. They, yeah. There were reports in the, as late as the 1950s that there were people flying from mountaintop to mountaintop yeah, and if you see like the, in the movies yeah like crouching tiger hidden yeah, dragon yeah i'd exactly. like to do that um, and so, i also i think we've seen we watched a documentary on the tibetans and yeah. they were like really like doing some crazy yeah, things so, so they're probably levitating yeah, they're for probably sure levitating. they just don't want to say we're levitating they're but think just about like, it it's that lightness of being yeah so i guess for the metaphor you want of that is light as a feather, yes. light as air, sitting on a cloud. Yep. You can use any of those. Um, yeah, symbolically, you are ascending because you're no longer part of this world, its desires and its burdens. So it's as if dragons come and lift you up, or it's like a child that's lifted up by its mommy, and you return back to the comfort of your home. And for a child, it's the mom mama's chest. But for us, it's like we're lifted to heaven. It's or, like, or you could say it's like a big mommy dragon coming to lift you up and yes, hold you into a dragon chest <laughs> oh dear <laughs> um, I think dragons are cool so that would be a really cool visualization yes. so you have to have imagination too yes, yeah. yes. And, and you know and then yogis used to dematerialize right in front of their students so yeah. and like and alchemist Gahong Gahong yeah. you know Gahong the, the, the myth is that in I think in front of his students he just disappeared and there was clothes left in a pile Wow, and and supposedly he turned into a butterfly. A butterfly appeared, and his followers think that, you know, this black butterfly that does fly around the place where we've he seen dematerialized. Know, we really went weird. there. We went to we, his mountain, and we, we saw the black and the white butterfly. Yes, so um, the white is his wife, and the black is gone. Yeah, so they were both really cool. Supposed to have dematerialized, and then they became these butterflies, and that's on Luo Fushan Mountain in yeah, China, which is a really cool mountain. Yeah, to go. so if you ever get a chance to go to China, go visit. We Gahan. actually followed Gahong's footsteps backwards. Yeah, and, through and, China. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So we could talk for hours about that, yeah. but that's really cool. So that's a, it was a symbol of him to his followers 
So there's many vis- visualizations that we're going to be talking about in this podcast, and we've already done a few. Yes, we did the one where you float down the stream on a raft, and so you get to pick all the low-hanging fruit hanging beside you, which yeah. is about ease. Yeah. Did we do a meditation on that? Yes, we yeah, did. I think we did. Like yeah. number pod nine, uh, ten. ten, pod ten. Yeah. yeah. And soon we're going to introduce you to a new one, one of my favorites, where you're uh, a hen sitting on the eggs. I say the chicken sitting on the eggs, the, the hen sitting on her the, eggs. On her eggs. <laughs> um, and you know what? Yeah, I think it it's one of my favorites because it's easy to do. I have a super busy life. And when I really rush for time, this is one I can go to. And instantly start throwing the kind of like the trash that's like, you know, of the day in my mind into that whole meditation. I I think it's really good for busy people. And it's a perfect meditation for stage two of alchemy. So we're going to be introducing that in the next few podcasts. And we'll do a guided meditation about the hen sitting on the eggs. Yeah. And it's good to clear the baggage of the lifetime stage two in alchemy. Yes. Yes. And, you know, again, and when we get further down in stage four, we're going to be doing the microcosmic orbit, which is a meditation. It's imagining sensations of things moving along the circuit in your body. Right. So it's a, it's sort of a visualization, but also it's kinesthetic. It's something yeah. you're feeling in your body. Is it circuit or circuits in your body? Circuit. circuit it's one like circuit. One circuit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're going to go through the microcosmic orbit down the road. Just a little yes. preview there. And, you know, like many other visualizations, like visualizing color or concentrating on every between the eyes, which is the yes. third eyes. It has many names. Yes. And there's a meditation we'll do eventually, which is about the white light in the between the third yeah. eyes. Which, the third eye. Yeah. And yeah, there's the also eyes. the secret of the golden flower. Yes. There's a lot of different ones. It's just on and on and on. Or you could always do chant- chanting a mantra. Yes. And this is very common with Buddhist meditations and TM and things like that. And it's a wonderful way for beginners sometimes who are very sound oriented and we're going to talk about which element is going to likely want that and so if that works for you then that's the way to go yeah you're going to have to now with this new understanding of what a meditation practice means you'll have to you know kind of do a trial and error oh and and there's the visual meditations you could have a picture in front of you of a loved one or maybe a meridian uh, map of the body if you want to do something like about your healing and you could just focus on that so if you're very visual again we're going to talk about which elements like that then that would be a concentration type sure you can also do projected meditations like a healing meditation for someone who's sick you know like holding them in a healing light you can also have distance healing that can come in the form of meditation right and we said that one of the types of concentration is projection and that's what we mean so i don't usually talk about distance healing that much with people because it's a little bit of a stretch yeah (laughs) so i've always been a skeptic about all things healing related and i think that makes me a good practitioner because i i just don't just buy things hook, line and sinker. I, I have to really believe in them and prove them for myself. So I have a little story about distance healing. Um, I have to say it's astonishing. I once worked with a woman for over a year who lived 3000 miles away. And not only did she heal, she healed with something that is formerly incurable in Western medicine, which is COPD. And her doctors were so astonished. They asked her how she did it. And she was too embarrassed to tell them. <laughs> well, sure. Like, you know, well, I see this here. 
sailor and she's 3,000 miles. Why not? Why not tell that story? Yeah, I, I wish. <laughs> then they'll have to work on something I, yeah, else. Yeah. Right. No, I love long distance sailing. You know, what's not to love about it? Okay. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Totally. Someone does all the work. You just sit there. Now, do you go into a meditative state when yes. you're doing that? So I'm in a meditation. Yeah. And the reason I believe in it too is my friend, my good friend Jill from California healed me about 10 years ago. And it was very specific. I called her in the morning. I said I had a headache. It was really bad. I asked her to to treat me long distance because she said she could do it. And then later in the day, I called her back. I said, what time did you treat me? And she said, three o'clock. And I said, that's exactly when the headache went yeah. away. I mean, that's the idea of projection. It's yes. a form of concentration. It works. I believe in it. It's not yeah. for everyone. Yeah. You're not saying you have to believe in it, but you know what? And, if you're and, into it, it and works. And it is usually used for healing. I mean, it, sure. it doesn't have a lot of, um, it doesn't, I mean, you could project, actually, this is a good one. You could project yourself on a beach somewhere, sure. really like calm, nobody around, like a peaceful state. You could project yourself uh, when you do shamanic trances, you project yourself down below or up above, like you do the upper world or the lower world. That's sure. projection. That, that's different than visualization? It's a kind of visualization. It's a kind of concentration where you're actually physically projecting yourself somewhere else. That's cool. And maybe yeah. a little advanced for today, but let's go to a more easier one, which is then affirmations, which yes. I love. This is a really wonderful thing to use if this works for you. I love affirmations. I do them almost every day. I do them uh, more throughout my day than in my meditations. I think of like mini meditations yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. And it brings me, it's like a focal point. It brings me back to the state that I want to be in. Yeah. For example, if I have, if my knee's hurting me, I'll say my knee feels great 50 times. And that's an affirmation. Like literally 50 times. Yeah. Literally. Like out loud or inside your head. And amazingly, my knee Which stops way? hurting. Out loud or... Inside uh, your head. It depends on who's around. <laughs> oh, it depends what hurts. Right. <laughs> I have a pain in the ass. 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 50 no, times might my, get some head no, turns. you say my ass feels great. Oh, my, my ass, ass feels great. great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 50 times. I tend to do maybe uh, some lower than... I don't usually do 50 times, but mm -hmm. I might do like 20 or 22, sometimes 42 if it's a really, really something I'm stuck at. But at the beginning of the day, I usually do some affirmation for my health and wealth those are the wood palaces yeah and for all those around me yeah i'd like to make sure that i feel you know, even though i know it's a control thing but i don't feel like i'm controlling but just it makes me feel relaxed one of my favorite affirmations is i'm in perfect health yes that's like the classic so if you have no affirmation try that one out i am in perfect health and if you did do it 50 times or even 20 times you're basically chanting yeah. Yeah. So you could do an affirmation as a chant to sure. concentrate your mind into a better state. So if you're feeling not unwell, then you would say, I'm in perfect health, or my body feels great, or I feel good, or I sure. want to feel better. These are all affirmations. That I'm a happy and healthy you. person. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it has to be one that works for you. Yeah. So you can practice out and you can just, if you're completely stuck on trying to find affirmations, you know, ask us a question and maybe we'll help you on that too. So I think that. Yeah. And we should mention Abraham again. Yes. Which is Abraham like, is really good on uh, affirmations. You know, law of attraction affirmations. They're wonderful. And there's tons that we'll put, Abraham. We'll put a link in the yeah, show we, notes as well. So, oh, we'll wait, we see we're getting distracted back to that. Yeah, too many one. distractions. So, <laughs> so, okay, so let's, what do we, let's talk about distractions since I distracted us. You know, <laughs> what, most people have a hard time concentrating because of all the distractions. Yeah. I like to call it being shiny, bouncing around from things to things. People may call it monkey mind, racing brain. You know, there's like a thousand things that people 
call that state of mind where they just can't focus. It's like one yeah. thing after the next. How do but we work on that? There are external sounds. There are your own thoughts. There is your body being too tight, which means you need to relax more. And you know, some people will do better in a quiet setting. You could put on some people do better with some music on low meditation music. Or they have to go out in nature and they need to meditate yes. under a that's tree a really, or a waterfall. That's a good one. Yes. yes. Yeah. So ambience can be an important aspect for some people. An atmosphere that's conducive to meditation, like a Zen-like room without a lot of items in it, you know, almost a puritanical or Quaker idea. Or Zen-like, yeah. Yeah, Zen. And if you have a blank wall to stare at even, that that obviously is less distracting. Sure. I love the idea of a more <laughs> sparse design in the home. You could have like a little altar or a little area that you you know, do your practice in, you know, I grew up in full of uh, things, a house full of just overload of color noises, you know, it's a giant distraction waiting to happen. <laughs> so it was very difficult as a younger person to start that meditation. Now, you know, as you get older, you can find that little space that, you know, I know some people, and we're going to talk about this in the next show, who just sit up in bed and they meditate right there yeah. in the same place every day. And if you're if you're not thinking about all that clutter, you can more easily declutter your yes, own mind. And decluttering can also be very therapeutic. And I think we, we were thinking about maybe doing a show about that and some of the concepts. We had a, yes. a listener give us some great ideas of you know, a show. It's about decluttering your mind. Yeah. You know, it's not meditation, in my opinion, it's not about the future, it's not about the past, it's about the present. Let's talk about this for a few minutes. Being present in the present moment, present state of mind, state of present state of awareness, you can go on and on and on. You know, to be happy, to have gratitude in the moment. You breathe, you relax, you can get happy. How do you get to this point every day? And if you fall out of this, how do you get right back into it? That's a good point. And it's important to say that some people confuse it with prayer. So prayer is some is like asking for something to happen in the future, but an affirmation is present tense. So I am abundant is not a wish list that I want to be abundant. Yeah. It's I'm already abundant. I think with gratitude, people are like, I want to be gratitude. I, I want gratitude. I'm like, well, be grateful. So I am grateful. I am grateful. Currently. Yeah. I mean, instead of, you know, you hear that, that word a lot, gratitude. That's yeah. the a big one that you hear. Be gratitude. Have a gratitude journal. So when I tell people to do a gratitude journal, I say, I am grateful for. Right. And it brings you into that present moment. Because you actually, it's not the words that are important. It's conjuring the feeling of whatever you're trying to create. So maybe you're conjuring a feeling of abundance by affirming, I am abundant. And you can insert, instead of abundance, to anything that you think that you're you're struggling. So that's really cool. I love that affirmation stuff. Let's do a quick recap. Let's start with relaxation. Then concentration, where you're getting rid of distractions, you're being in the moment by using your mind. It's about validating your life, not wishing it to be different. There's a big, big difference in that, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next stage is meditation. Yay! So this is really important. This is like the fundamental thing of this whole podcast. Even if you only meditate for a split second for real, you've succeeded for the day. For one split second, your mind is blank and and you know it. You just feel so good. When you get to that complete state of meditation, it's really nothingness and you feel awesome. Yeah, that, that, that whole stillness, that nothingness, that space that you find, you're right. And if you can just get there. It's a gap in time. Yeah, it's a gap in time. You know, there's no thoughts. There's no emotions. 
You know, I know that sounds kind of out there for some people, but that's really what it is. That's what I feel anyways. I love what Gangaji says about it. So if you don't know her, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. She's wonderful. She says, simply stop your story, the story of your life. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't talked about her before. So she says, you just need to stop the story of your life. If it's only for an instant, that's fine. You just stop that story. And she calls it, when you do that, I love this. She calls it, radiant free consciousness so what if you could even for a split second be radiant free consciousness what does radiant free mean i don't know it sounds so cool like it sounds happy it sounds free it sounds like wild and crazy and just like letting go so yeah so you could so in another way my interpretation of that is is almost step out of the drama that you have living in this moment and and go into the moment of quiet the moment of stillness yeah that moment where there's nothing pulling on you yes it's about being active in your actions not reactive yeah yeah so again you know you're you're actively choosing to be quiet to concentrate to get to that place of nothingness so i don't know maybe it's time for another guided meditation we'll have to work on that yes yes because well today i'm not going to do a guided meditation i'm going to explain to you a very basic meditation for beginners that can help them do meditation the kind where you're just clearing your mind but in a way that's so much easier than what i learned and struggled with for years so if you're driving don't be doing this while you're driving. Exactly. So wait till you get home. That's and what I mean. if you're walking or running yeah. and listening to this, pay attention. Yes. Just you follow along, but don't don't go do it while you're driving. That's right. So it's about dealing with your mind. And so here's how how it goes. After you do your relaxation, go through your body and make sure that everything is relaxed. So, you know, still relax your body. Now try to clear your mind just for a little bit, but not forcibly. It shouldn't be hard. And just for a moment, you know, see what happens. Then ask yourself how you feel. Here's the question. Do you feel agitated or quiet? Now, you can't be quiet and agitated at the same time, but you can have degrees of both. So here are the choices. You might be very agitated, like everything's bugging you, that noise, this noise, you know, that car outside, the door slamming and not quiet at all. You don't feel quiet. Now, you could be a little quiet and still pretty agitated. That would be number two. And what about you could be half and half. So half quiet, half agitated. That would be number three. You could be very quiet and just a little bit distracted by some small noise. That would be number four. So you'd be very quiet with just a little agitation. And then the most important one is where you want to get to completely quiet with no agitation. But here's the thing, you're analyzing yourself. So you pick one of the answers and then move on. Try again. Try to clear your mind. Then wait a few minutes. Ask yourself again, which of these five things are you? So you might feel a little agitated and not quiet at all. Or you might be completely quiet, no agitation or some variation. So the whole meditation is just asking over and over and watching your own monkey mind to see if you're going nuts with ah, this thought and that thought, or are you relaxed? And each time you in, okay, so here's the key. Each time you're interrupting the monkey mind by giving you a grade. 
Sure. One through five. So you're grading how well you're doing and that stops the monkey mind process. So you had a thought and you were all agitated and all of a sudden you say, well, how am I doing? Oh, I'm still very agitated. I'm going to start over. And so it's like each time you're interrupting that process and you actually get quieter each That's time. That's a really good exercise. And that kind of goes in line with what we were talking about going to that relaxation stage. Yes. Yes. But this is concentration after the relaxation. So still do your relaxation to get your body relaxed. And now you're trying to relax your mind. You're trying to quiet your mind. Okay. So that's definitely an exercise. And we'll put that somehow in the show notes as well. Make a note. And Lita, I wanted to, I had here in my notes, well, we talked about doing meditations based on your elements. Yes. And I know we didn't really go into that when we were doing each element, but do you think we could do a little quick on e- little quick meditation notation yes. kind of suggestions for each one of the elements? Yes. I, I For all the people Yay. that... We have a lot of people that are really excited about the five elements. So yeah. I, we thought, okay, let's do this. So for wood people, you need a... St- you always start with wood. I always start with wood. Yes. Sorry, water people. Why You're do you always start with wood? Because they need to be first. Yay. <laughs> okay. So all right, let's go with wood. I, I, I don't know if I told this joke before. I always tell everyone that I start with wood because they're the best. And all the wood people go, yay. And then I tell them, well, we're all the best. <laughs> and then they go, oh. <laughs> but everyone else says, yay. But it's true. Yay. Wood no. people like to just be the best or a little bit better than all the rest. So, so let's just go okay. with wood because that's a good place to start. That's a good place to start because we always start with springtime and that's the season of wood. So for meditation, wood people will be much more successful meditating if they have a strong goal and an activity. So visualization is a great way to get into meditation for wood people. And the eyes or vision belongs to the wood element and it's their gift. So they see things, which is why they're so strategic in life. So they need a very strategic visual meditation to do. And we're going to be introducing some meditations in the future that will work very nicely for our woods, like the sitting on the eggs. Yeah, and we'll talk one. about that when we, we, yeah. we do them. Yeah. And okay, so what about fire? So fire people love to feel happy and light And so that's really important to them, like lightness of being. So any meditation that visualizes bright light and being in the light will be very helpful to them. And we have a couple of those that we're going to be talking about as well. Yeah, this is really fascinating, actually. So let's talk about earth. I think for earth, what do you think about the meditation you described, but maybe analyzing Yeah, the one where we just went through how you analyze your own mind is perfect for earth. Because they love to do that. They love analysis. And they love to really be involved with their own mind. It's the element of the mind yeah, itself. Yeah, so that's a good one if you're listening to Earth so people to just, do that one. Yeah, if you're just starting out in your Earth, do that meditation where you're you're just giving yourself a grade. How quiet am I until you get to the full quiet? Yeah, so the deeper realizations is definitely going to be interesting to the Earth people. Yeah, and that's an amazing meditation. It sounds so simplistic, but it, I love it. Yeah, I like it too. And okay, so what about metal? So metals are pretty comfortable with traditional meditation techniques where you clear your mind of thoughts because they can do that quite simply. They seem much more able to use their cosmic chi to become thoughtless. And so many Buddhist meditations evoke presence really well. And in our next podcast, we'll be talking about that with our guest. Also, lying down meditations are good for the lungs, which are for the metal element. So so metal people can incorporate some lying down meditations more than maybe some of the other 
So you might fall asleep when they're lying down. (laughs) And also, since metal is the element of the lungs, focusing on the breathing to meditate works really well for metal elements. We are going to talk about counting your breath meditations in our next podcast interview. Our last but not least, (laughs) as always, is the water. Yes, so waters who have metal in their top three can do those traditional meditations as well. But they also love more active meditations and chanting works really well for them. Also, Qigong meditation, standing meditations are good for the kidneys, which are the water element organs, and they require more exertion because it calms them down. When Whereas when they're sitting, they get more like stirred up and agitated. So a standing meditation, yeah. if that's the case... Or even something where you're doing a, a walking meditation and moving is going to be really helpful for a water yeah, person. And, and if you have water in your top three, yeah, you might want to incorporate that. So yes. again, the things that I want to really talk about as we wind this down today is if you try to meditate and you're just trying to do a one kind of meditation or you've tried a couple things that doesn't work. If you look at it from this perspective, you know, if you're trying to do square peg in the round hole... It's not going to fit. You have to find the fit for you. So again, if you can figure out your element, you can maybe think about uh, different kind of meditations and kind of give yourself a break. Don't try to be the square peg in the round hole. Absolutely. And keep banging it and banging it. It's eventually just going to stop trying to put the the peg in the hole. Honestly, I tried to do traditional meditation for years and years and years. And it was a failure. Yeah. And then once I started doing Taoist meditations and all the different varieties, because they're really big on visualizations, then I started meditating. Yeah. Well, I think it makes sense. And, and you know, uh, that's a great place to wind it up here in this podcast. But, you know, my last thoughts is keep working on your daily routine. Take the time to make this work. Start with the relaxation. You know, you're worth it. Baby steps. Don't try to get up tomorrow morning if you haven't meditated in like 10 years or 20 years or five years and start to go right to the last step. Okay. Start with the things that we talked about today. If you're on a big time crunch, wake up a little bit earlier. Start with that. Start with waking up, thinking about how would you, what do I need to adjust in my routine? Where am I finding the stress? Am I not sleeping well? Am I not eating well? Am I really stressed out at work? Do I, am I taking care? You know, I have three sick kids or do I have a dog that's got, you know, diarrhea or whatever it is that's chaotic in your life. Look at that and see where you can adjust things so you can carve out that time for yourself. You know, interestingly, I'll just take a second to give you a personal story. I've always meditated after doing some some morning yoga or tai chi, and then I did my meditation. Here's the problem. Sometimes I would run out of time. Yeah. And then I'd skip the meditation. And what yeah, I'm realizing. Because you're distractions. You're already into that. I got to go. I got to go. Yeah. yeah. And then what I'm realizing, those are the days I don't have such a good day. Yeah. I, I'm distracted all day long. And so I've noticed the days I meditate, I have a much happier, calmer day. Yeah. So now, actually, it was because we did our interview. We, we did the interview before for the next podcast before this one. When she was saying she meditates in bed and I first thing in the morning, I thought, wow, if I switch my routine around and I meditate very first thing in the day, then I will never skip that one. And think about it. If if you you get it up and you start doing it and you work on it, there's no chance of distraction. It's already done. But then you have to think about, okay, so then I might I might skip yoga or I might skip Tai Chi. Yeah. But at least you got your meditation in and that's your place of stillness. And you might miss the other two. And you can maybe do those later on in the day. I used to think those were more important, you know, moving my body. And I do think they're extremely important. But I have come to realize that perhaps 
meditation is even more important. Yeah, I think it's definitely, yeah. I think it's huge. So, all right, we're going to end this pod right here. Thank you for listening. And remember to email us your voice memo questions. We're already working on the first few ones. So if you want to be part of this podcast, this is a very cool way to do it. Ask your questions. We might play them on the air. And that's pretty much what I have to say today, Lita. And since you've made it to the end of the podcast, let's celebrate. You can hit that subscribe button if you're in iTunes or your equivalent button in any of the other ways of listening on an Android and rate and review it. And it really makes a difference in how people get to find us. And they're really finding us from all over the world. So thank you, everyone, for doing your part. And keep it up. We're excited. You know, it's it's an empowering thing where your voice can be heard and we will respond. You know, we're all about that. Power to the people. Okay, thanks for listening and have a great day. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast. You can follow our Inspired Actions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and really appreciate your input. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hug the dog.